Hello and welcome to the Service Ducks podcast. I am co-host James Downs. And I'm Ross Shear. And we're here to chat about all things ServiceNow, everyday life as a ServiceNow consultant, new features, implementation successes, and perhaps more entertaining when it doesn't go quite so well. Hello and welcome to the Service Ducks. Welcome back. Today we're going to be talking all about meetings, 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 meetings. Takes up all your calendar and it means that you can't actually get down to the real work (laughs) that you should be doing. Um, So yeah, so that's what we're going to be discussing today. But before we do that, as we normally do, we check in and see what we've been up to in the last few weeks. So I'm going to pass over to you, Russ. What have you been doing? See, I'm 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 laughing because I wish people could see what goes on to make these podcasts, right? I, I wish people could see uh, what we're like before and after, because <laughs> only literally thirty seconds before is like, who's introducing? Who, who's doing the intro? <laughs> just Me. do it. Okay, I'll do it, and and it just and we just go. Um, yeah. And then and and if I didn't call that stuff out, no one would ever know. They'd just think, oh, those are two professional so professional. People. They're just on it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no one thinks that. <laughs> and it doesn't. No, no, no one absolutely thinks that at all. Um, so yeah, so it's a good topic today. Um, it's quite topical uh, for me. So I've been doing some some groundwork, I guess, um, on LinkedIn, kind of posing some some questions, asking some polls in terms of where do people work from nowadays? Is it home? Um, and there's some interesting stats I'll bring up later. Um, and I've also been, been kind of saying, well, if you do work from home, what does that mean for, for those informal interactions? Uh, and we'll get onto that in a bit, but you did ask me what I've been up to. So mm. um, I have been naughty again because I've been on vacation. Yeah. Um, went to Centre Parks, a uh, fantastic place. Not far from you, actually, I did tell you. No, um, on the road, yeah. Yes, nice, civilised, tranquil, escape from reality. It's just nice to just, I don't know, unwind a little bit, I guess. Um, still kept up on the running though while I was there. Um, you know, I've got another another 10k race coming up, so I still kept that up. Um, other than that, uh, just enjoying the sun. Uh, you can see yeah. it's hot. It's hot in here in the UK. It's late 20s, which for the UK that's really hot. We don't do too well. Um, yes, yes. What's <laughs> that in Fahrenheit? I think that's like 90 degrees or 95. Oh. I think Some, around that sort of mark Fahrenheit. But yeah. the, so it's it, hot it was, for us. <laughs> it was quite amusing yesterday because we have um, the client that I work for at the moment have a, and it's quite topical, an informal kind of chatter group, right? A virtual chatter group. And the top, main topic of the conversation yesterday was the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from <How> British. <laughs> do you know what? From heat to rain to floods, in fact, someone said. Um, and yeah, I made the comment. I've never known such a British conversation to be had. Yeah. <laughs> We're all discussing the weather and enjoying it. We're enjoying talking about. Yeah, it. and do you know what? I have the same thing every single year at the same point of year. Going, oh, I just wish I had an aircon unit. Yeah. <laughs> every yes. year, but then you realise one day later that you don't need it. <laughs> this is it. so. So yeah, I've um, been on vacation, done some groundwork for this podcast that we didn't know we were going to do this topic on until ten minutes ago. Um, and there's actually something I really want to ask you, right? So I'm tempted to jump on the electric car bandwagon. I know you've ooh, done it. Oh, he surprised me. And with you, that. and you, yeah. Despite your eight-hour trip to Cornwall, yeah. which is it's what, been a five miles road. down the road, um, 
<laughs> it it's kind of made me think: Do I jump on that bandwagon? But do you know what, though, right? Because I was looking at Teslas. The infrastructure is pretty good for Teslas, yeah. but I've always thought to myself, they're so expensive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and to me, they are expensive because, and it goes hand in hand with the the topic we're going to talk on, right? So working from home, I can tell you right now, 80% of the people answer my poll work from home. Mm. So that's 80% of us that are driving less. Makes sense, right? Yet Teslas are so expensive. So I'm thinking I'm doing a lot less travel than I was before. Why yeah. would I spend the money on a Tesla yeah. to save myself money that I'm saving anyway? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm not driving. Yeah. Um. So my logical brain's going, Russ, you, you, you're being silly when you think about it. You've got all the environmental factors and everything. Yes, I get that. So I don't know. I, I'm tempted to jump on the bandwagon, but yeah. I can't justify the, the I think massive the, price. The, the number one telling point for electric cars for me anyway is convenience. I think because I'm a complete lazy person, um, I like the ability to you know, drive past a petrol station going, ah, you know, look at your weight, you know, but then you've got the same back at the charging stations <laughs> when you're yeah, having yeah. to queue yeah. up, as we've already discussed. Yeah, um, yeah. Less so at Tesla ones, of course. If I was able to afford a Tesla, I think I would have gone Tesla. Very expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I wouldn't look at any, uh, I don't know. You kind of put me off looking at anything but Tesla's in your in your yeah. dramatic story down to Cornwall. If you haven't listened to that episode, go and check it out. <laughs> go back and check seven. it out. Have a laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah no, I, I've been tempted with it. The other thing that I can't get away from, um, I'm a 80s baby. It's weird me saying that. But yeah, so I grew up 80s, 90s. I get the environmental impact. I do. I 100% get it. But there is nothing better than a V8 noise. Come <laughs> on. I don't drive a V8, by the way. I must say. <laughs> don't want to I can't imagine getting into an electric car, revving it, and just going... Mm. We well, can get them false noises, can't you? You can get that installed. The pro Tesla probably has a few, you know, neat tricks. <laughs> do, do you know what? I've, I've actually got um, I've got a false noise in my car. My car is a petrol, and I've got a false synthetic noise yeah. that comes with it. <laughs> it makes like, it what mode do you want to choose today? Do you want to choose rally or go for F one? <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, so 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 that's where I'm at. But what about you? What have you been up to? You've I don't know. You've had a haircut. Uh, yes, that's probably number one. Um, needed for this weather, I think, as well. Um, you're more streamlined, to, you're quicker at running, right? <laughs> well, not in this weather, <laughs> as I found out for the Great Manchester Run. But, um, mm. no, other than not trying to sweat too much, I think, um, I've been doing paint, I'm paint an really old now. Sorry, I said that paints an image for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> glad this isn't smell of vision. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna sound like really old now, but. I've been doing lots of work in the garden. <laughs> so I've been staining the deck. I've been trying to put up some cedar battens on the fence, um, which is, yeah. Anyone who actually knows me knows that I do not do DIY very well. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather pay for a man to come do it, or a woman, of course, a skilled yep. trader, let's say that, yep. um, to come in and do the job for me because I can't even put up a shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest. But, but do you know what, though? And I had this conversation the other day, right? And there's something that happens to us when we get to a certain age that I I actually enjoy being out in the garden as well, right? I I, I love making sure it looks nice because I want to sit out there and I want to feel relaxed and it's being nice. I like the borders to be tidy, the grass to be cut nicely. Yeah. But we've got a whopping great trampoline which just kills all the grass underneath it, yeah. right? So that, 
infuriates me. And when the kids are playing ball or playing out there, which, right, I'm the type of parent that you'll see them on the Switch or the, the tablet or whatever. Instantly, get out there. Didn't have this in my day. Get outside and play. It's a nice weather, right? That's as it. soon as they're out there kicking the ball and the ball goes on my border. Ooh, oh, no, no, get no, that no. Ball off my border. I dug that last weekend. And I catch myself and I listen to myself and think, God, my neighbors must think, what a grumpy, insulate expletive word there. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I was like, if I'd have said that to myself when I was a kid, oh, I would have been horrified. No, no, no. So I think I'm on the same page as you, but I, I, I yeah. in terms of making my garden look nice, and and I struggle because the kids are so sometimes, and I hope it's not just me. But I need to, I need to have a word with myself occasionally, <laughs> and just say, look, yeah, let them have fun, yeah, let them destroy the flowers that you've spent money and time and effort doing, let them, <laughs> let them break it all. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a battle that we're having on a daily basis with screens and switches and. Mm. Um, even if I leave my phone around, you know, one of them will grab it and start watching something on it. Like, no, get out there, kick them out. We've got literally a play park right around the corner from us. Just go, yeah. <laughs> get out, go play. But fact- that's a I don't know. It's a different thing these days. I think you have to for someone to go. You used to probably go like knocking around your friend's door, right? And say, hey, could you just come out and play or play football or something? There's none of that anymore. It's like going back to meetings. You having to book something in advance. <laughs> For you to be able to play with a friend. <laughs> like, Are you free on next Friday at two o'clock? No, I've got gymnastics practice or something. Do you know what? That's that's a, that's a nice segue. Excuse me, I've got oh, I've got a sort of frog in my throat. What a weird saying that is a frog. It's a very weird thing. Yeah. I think I need to know where that came from. Um, <laughs> if you're listening and you know, tell me. If not, I'm going to Google it and sit, and I'll tell you. Um, oh, whoa, wow. But I think that, that that's an interesting point and a and a kind of a nice segue, right? Because yeah. it's the technology with, with kids is, is something that, you know, I think I'm the same as you. It pains me to watch them do it. But I understand it and I understand specifically with, with lockdown as and you know, my kids are obviously um younger. Stupid word to, thing to say. <laughs> but within lockdown, it was a way to interact with their friends. And I think that's still the case, right? It's a way to socialize. Because you're absolutely right. For kids to socialise now, it's like, well, I've got to check with the parent to make sure that that person hasn't got to yeah. do nothing at five o'clock. Whereas me and you just used to get on our bikes and go to someone. Yeah. It's Johnny and Yeah, because yeah. you didn't have mobile phones and stuff like that, right? Um, so they, they tend to interact a lot more on social and gaming devices than they do face-to-face. And it's... Know, whether it's, it's good or bad, is neither in or there. But... Mm. That links nicely into our topic of the day, which is we spend the poll that I did on LinkedIn. It transpires that eighty percent of people work from home. Did that shock you, by the way? Did you do you find that was higher than you expected? Yes. Yeah. Because so so let me tell you the the, the answers were work from home, a co working office, which is like um, you know me and. Me and you, we work for different companies. We just rock off and kind of uh, rock off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. It's not that kind of podcast. But we'd rock up and just use the shared uh, workspace or go to the office. So without exact numbers, but 10% said uh, they go to their company's office. 10% they Mm -hmm. said they use a co-working space. 80% said they work from home. Yeah. Right. 
So question number one is, and, and I've got a very strong opinion on this, is yes, it shocked me that mm. that 80%. But question number one is, is working from home seen as a perk? Is it a perk to you? That's my question. I, th I think for me, going back probably a few years ago, pre-COVID, for me, absolutely it was a perk. Um, yeah. Anytime part of the contract. I'm not based near the office, the office, the old DXC office anyway, pound in the jar, um, was based in, let me let the dog out. Yeah. <laughs> was based in Aldershaw, which is, uh, it was a few hours away. Um, so for me to be able to work from home, um, and interact with people, um, and probably be more productive from home, mm -hmm. you know, concentrate on what I want to do or what I need to do. Um, I find that as a perk. I love okay. being able to do it. I love being able to be more in control of my hours, of being able to work during the day. Um, okay. Yeah. So, 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 question. So, you've told us what it was, right? Right now. Yeah. If you were going for a job interview somewhere, yeah. Let's call it Russ's company, Incorporated. Okay. Yeah. Would you expect working from home, or would you expect it to be a perk? Would you expect that to be a selling point? I'll go, hey, hey, guess what, James? You get to work from home as well. No, I just think it's one of those attributes of the job. It's like, and it's remote. It's not yeah. like, oh, and you can work from home. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. It's um, That's the key yeah. that's, that's the key question. Companies, recruiters, stop selling working from home as a perk because it's just not. It's, right. the, it's the general accepted practice now. Okay, yeah. so that's an outcome, number one. <clears throat> number two is, and it's something that, that I've... Um, noticed and, and and discussed um over the years actually but as we now we're working more and more from home in order to be more productive we you know we especially in our line of work at the at what we do in terms of architecture and and um and oversight is that we're involved in a lot of discussions bunny ears discussions um which transpires that in order to have those discussions, you can't just rock up and have a quick conversation by the coffee machine anymore. So they have to be structured yeah. conversations. They have to be scheduled and structured. Um, and because our time is is finite within the day, they have to have some structure to them with an outcome, right? And what I'm talking about specifically, if you haven't guessed yet, is meetings, right? So people have to put meetings to discuss specific topics with specific people. Yeah. Um, now, that is... Uh, that's part of the job and it always has been part of the job but one i've seen those obviously increase because we're all working from home it just makes sense it's, i'm not saying anything surprising here yeah um and they and they need to make uh, one thing I, one trend i think has has happened is they have become more structured when we weren't all working from home they were less structured because you were allowed that flex time because hey i was going to go and see him having a coffee anyway mm. so you had that flex time now meetings are more structured um, and more, um, I don't want to use the word formal, but I can't think of another word. Yeah. How do you, and this is this is something that I honed in on on LinkedIn and I actually created an article. Um, <clears throat> if you want to go and check it out, it's called Beyond the Formalities. My first article in, in LinkedIn, I shall take a bow. Like Very nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's around how do you embrace and harness the informal side of work? if all the interactions you're ever going to have are structured. Yeah. I've waffled a lot. What are your thoughts? Yeah. And um, 
I mean, I mean we, we, we want to embrace that kind of informality of being able to um, being able to rock up and having just general conversations peer to peer, you know, having a chat about their day even and as long as you're still getting that outcome and I think that's really what the piece is because we feel that you have to be you know, have to all kind of have the professionalism there, the structure, the order of um, knowing who's doing what in the meeting uh, to get to your outcome. But mm -hmm. I think that that kind of ideal kind of middle point is how can we keep things still informal while still achieving that outcome, what you need to get out of the meeting yeah. um, without it being way too long? <laughs> because like you say, your, your diaries are filling up, especially as an architect uh, or someone overseeing or leading a uh, implementation, for example. Your diary is just going to get filled up full of meetings. So you can't having these chats <laughs> every single time. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, it's definitely a balance. Um, it's also understanding what position you're currently in. If you're in the project, for example, you might have certain timelines to get to meet to. And actually, certain meetings actually end up as target dates anyway. For example, you might well have a meeting with a customer on a Friday. And on the Monday, you know you've got five days to kind of prep to get to that point where you need to demonstrate something back to them. So let, let me let me interject there. I've got a couple of points. Mm. So so how do you then so so we work on projects, right? With yep. deliverables. And when we're not on customer projects, we're on internal projects. There's always a goal there, right? So how do you kind of embrace general chit chat? So what happens if I just wanted to chew the fat? Um that if you're in a different country other than UK, chew the fat just means um have a general chat. I didn't know whether that translates well, but it's not yeah. actually I'm not chewing his fat. Um yeah, and I, I tell you how it generally ends up being like. So, uh, daily stand-ups, yep. great example. So, yep. what will happen? Obviously, usually they're quite, but they're structured. structured. Yeah, they are structured. But what tends to happen, probably at the beginning of all of these meetings, it was, "Hey, how you doing? Good morning. How you doing? What you, you know, is that what what you been up to? You right?" And yeah. that kind of ends after about thirty seconds. <laughs> are you right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. We're doing this today. <laughs> What's your blockers? What's your? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You don't get much of that chit chat, and you, you don't do catch you up unless you do. I think this is where I've been doing it a lot more with mentoring, yeah. especially as an architect and the kind of thought leadership sort of space. I have a few mentees who I meet up with weekly to mm -hmm. then have that kind of chit chats and talk about things like. I'm um, going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. That's a structured chat. It's an organised, structured. It's, it's not. Uh, there's certain points that we generally kind of meet. It may well be that we could discuss what their challenge, their family challenges yeah, that yeah. week. It may well be that they're going through some, um, I know other things could be personal things. It could be about their work-life balance, about productivity. Yeah. Um, it could be about a new feature. It yeah. could be anything that they want to chat about. Um, I'm there to be, you know, all, all ears. All and... still work-related. Sorry? All still work-related. What happened? What happened to the coffee? The coffee water cooler conversation. They go, hey, hey, did you see the new Marvel movie? God, I'm old, aren't I? Well, no, it was, it was. Yeah, no, I think the sessions I have that is a bit of that. It is a bit about discussing about what they've been up to and what was generally happening. But do you, do you we have... do still bring it back to let's see how what we can do to kind of progress them as in their careers and that sort of thing. Comes back to work, but yeah, it's not Wait. a complete informal chat about just stuff. <laughs> so, so, so I, I, I think it's come for me, and and it takes some some 
thought about uh, to, to get to this conclusion for me it's about creating the environment to to enhance to to embrace the informal chat right creating that environment so if you think about it at home right so give you an example so at home we sit down and have dinner every night at five o'clock yeah. we're early eaters the kids do we only cook one but we sit down at the table to eat dinner at five o'clock every night right Tech, let's just call that a meeting right yep because it's it's a it's a sorry dog coming back in <laughs> <laughs> but that's but let, let's call that a meeting for the purpose of this conversation because it's yep. a structured time. It, it's a time that we all know we're going to be in the same place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The structure of the conversation usually goes along the line of me saying to the kids, so what have you been up to today? Mm -hmm. So we are, so so in my home life, I've created that, that kind of natural time to have informal chit chat. It's the yeah. same with when you're talking to your other half, kids have gone to bed, perhaps you'll sit on the sofa and watch something on, on Netflix or outside in the garden. You're all, and, and that you know, kids have gone to bed, this is now our structured time to talk about whatever we want it. <laughs> Did you Probably the kids. <laughs> Probably the kids and how horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The point I guess I'm making is we are naturally creating structured times to have those informal chats anyway. We're not necessarily thinking about doing it. You will do it in your natural life. The article yeah. I created on, on LinkedIn is really kind of, um, I, I think it's based around that. And this is not about promoting it, but it, it does does create some thought. So one of the things that uh, I've already mentioned is around uh, an open Teams channel. You can talk, or not Teams, but it could be Slack, a collaborative um, chat forum that you can talk about anything you like. It doesn't have to be work-related. Mm -hmm. It can be Marvel movies. It can be gardening. It can be running, whatever. Is that something you guys do at um, at DXC, Pound of the Jar? Um, no, no. Um, we're, we're starting to do a lot more in-person meetings now yeah. where that sort of things will occur. Um, we do have kind of like group chats. I think I mentioned it before. We call it the tech shed where yeah. them sort of things do sneak in. Um, yeah. But people don't like them sneaking in as well. <laughs> because it, because of... that's not the right the, the exactly right that's forum. not the right forum yeah. you already mentioned it's not the right place people yeah. want to get stuff out of it yeah uh, people are asking questions getting questions answered but no there isn't a general place to just chat just um, chat generally yeah and it's very rarely um you know started if even mm -hmm. if you're in project teams you're just too busy on clients it's... and things like that to actually want to ping someone that, and say yeah. hey what you up to and that's the good point because because I've seen those work in some organizations and I've seen mm. them really work in some organizations and, and, and not. And I think yeah. it has to, for me, it has to, you have to embrace it. Everyone has to embrace it and yeah. commit to it. You can't just have the same people going, so what's going on today? Uh, yeah. People to be honest, if I seen it and I was in it, I'd mute it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You've got to get involved. You've got to embrace it. And I think that takes time. I've, I've been in that situation before. I thought I don't really want to get involved in this. Um, yeah, much to my, I can't think of the word, whatever, I'll edit it, but yeah. I haven't got involved, but other times where I have, I, yeah. I really enjoyed it because you, you can, you know, when you, you, you come off formal structured meetings, you finish some work and you think, oh, it's fancy five minutes of yeah. just mocking someone about something they did last week. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, I don't think, I think one of the, this could be one of the biggest points is you can't force it. 
I think no, when you do, when you're in the office, if you're in an office and you're used to that kind of like coffee chats or water cooler chats, it's off the cuff. It's you happen to be up there and you're like, oh, do you see the football game last night? Or it's off completely off the cuff about just chatting about whatever. Yeah. Whereas if you try and formalize it in terms of during this time, <laughs> we're going to get informal and say the, we're going to chat about this. You, it will just be blank. Yeah. This is why it's so difficult. That's why if, we, yeah. if you have a constantly open channel. Yeah. The other thing I noticed, and I'll go on to the other points I mentioned in the article, um, plug, plug, um, in a second. But the other thing I noticed, someone that I work with, um, in fact, actually, point number six in my article is about a coffee break. So schedule regular virtual coffee breaks that people can just turn up and you can have a chat. So it's almost like scheduled water cooler, scheduled fag break. You know what I mean? Go out and have a chat. Mm. And I noticed someone yesterday on their signature in their email they actually had a, a link that said um fancy a chat an informal chat and it was very it came such a good time it was like fancy an informal chat and you opened it and it took you to a diary where they'd allocate 30 minute slots at certain days in the week that you could just pick one so literally you were you were just organizing a 30 minute chat with that person to just About whatever whatever yeah. you like um yeah, and I thought that was such a good. I, I was like, "This is brilliant! I need to do this." Um, so I think it, it for me, it's something I'm going to do. Um, there's an app that I found that I'm going to do, and I'm going to post it on LinkedIn. And I'm going to say, "Look, I've got a 30 hour slot on. I don't know lunch on a Friday. If you want to chat, we'll just chat random stuff. I don't Shoot mind." The breeze. Yeah, but the then, yeah, <laughs> I think the, the problem you'll have is during the normal kind of working hours, other things will take over. Um, it will be, you know, deprioritized. And I think, like you say, it's that mind shift of being able to say it's equally as important to just chat to each other. It is. Um, it, this goes into mental health and benefits yes. and things like that. It is. It's easy to say it'll deprioritize. And I think in the main, you're right. But then I think you owe it to yourself, the royal you, yeah. to not let that happen. Do you yeah, see what I mean? It's, it's the same conversation as, you know, do you go out for you know regular walks during the day, or how often do you get away from your screen? Yeah. Um, you know, when you do that, you become more productive. Um, do you, do you know yeah. what I I block this hour out? So this is twelve to one. I block it out on my diary. It says do not book. Yeah. Block it out, and I, I'll go downstairs. I'll take the dog out. Not today because it's so hot. But I just block it out. Um, I never used to. It, it, it got to the point where I think the point you're making is you can get consumed by it all the time and just um, not, I don't want to say work, but you can get consumed by, yeah, your work. Um, but I blocked that time out just, just to get yeah. on. Um, and I'm not, I'm not convinced that I did that for mental health reasons. I just did it just because I thought it's just nice to have a break for an hour, right? Yeah. You should, you should you get break. stuff done. Yeah. yeah. So, I think you've got it. I think you have to. For me, I think, I think, and this is just my opinion. So please don't write in, never mo. Um, <laughs> but I, I think companies have to prioritise that informal conversation um, and those meetings. Um, one of the other yeah. things that I'll, I'll just just quickly whisk through. I don't know how we're doing for time, but the other things you know we've we've said around keeping the channel chat channels open. You know, allowing allowing people that. Um, that time and concentration to talk we've got showing your face that's another key one for me is when mm. you're on i mean that's a big one if yeah. anyone's not listening at the minute james and i do this and we can see each other yeah um and i 
I don't know whether you remember this, but when I, I used to talk to you before, before it was COVID times, I was like, well, get on camera because I think you're doing something dodgy. <laughs> yeah, you've always said that. Yeah. Don't yeah. like it when you're not on camera. You're doing something dodgy. Don't like it. <laughs> but I'm very much uh, yeah. show your face. Let's interact. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, well, uh, here's, here's a question. So generally in your kind of like stand-ups or your, you know, your general team meetings and things really? like that, how many people have the camera on as a All general percentage? Everyone. Really? It, it's company policy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a company policy. Um, so it's it's a company choice thing then, rather yeah, than an it, individual choice. No, yeah, it, it, I don't it, think that's the same everywhere. But no, you know. no, it's not. Because when I worked at um, Rent to Kill, I'm allowed to say that. I'll say it again. Rent to Kill. It's not a partner. Don't have to put a partner in the. Young. <laughs> I used to work there. A place called Rent to Kill. Um, if <laughs> you are still listening to this and you'd like to sponsor us, please do so and <laughs> talk to the duck at serviceisland.com. <laughs> anyway, no. When I worked there ten years ago, twelve years ago. We just embraced Google Mail. So Google. So we were Google House. So we were kind of one of the first large companies to take on Google Mail, Google Hangouts, and all that kind of lovely stuff. It was a company policy 12 years ago to be on camera. So to me, it's just normal to be on camera. Yes. Um, yeah. And But yeah, I've worked in other places recently where it's not a, it's, it's a non-standard. And I think... To be honest, places I have uh, customers I work for where they they don't go on camera, more often than not, you find it to be a secure environment that they can't. They're not allowed to go. On. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that's different. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. which is different. It's a bit of a shame. So that there are circumstances where you can't. Um, so I think you have to embrace some of the other the other things like open chat channel, or whatever, um, to to make it work. But yeah, at the minute, um, company I'm customer I'm uh, my customer that I'm working for the partner. It is company policy to be on camera, and I like that. If I'm being honest, yeah, no, that's good. I like that too, and I think it's 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 very easy to just not switch it on and become disengaged, and that may well be what you what you get from it. Maybe that's probably another good question to put on your on your LinkedIn. I think as a nice poll in terms of camera on, camera off. That'd yeah, be really interesting. I, I might do, and 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 the the other thing that I found um, in the open channel, and even when you've got so you, so you can have an open informal chat channel that allows you to to keep that informal chat going, but yeah. also on like project chat. Gonna close the door. Oh well, your turn. This is what happens when you work from home, people. Eighty percent of us are going through this on a on a daily basis. <laughs> I need like an on air thing at the outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. But the um, I can't remember the point I was making. No, the point was, so you've got informal chats and then you've got like team project chats where people yeah. tend to talk projecty that type things like, oh, oh, I'll share this design with you here. And mm -hmm. have you done the UAT? And it gets very formal. But I would say that it, that for me is a, is a good place to show your personality mm -hmm. and ways in which you can do it. I know, you know, there's people that are far better at this type of stuff than me is things like emojis, emojis, uh, GIFs, memes, all that kind of lovely stuff. That, yes, it's a formal setting where we're talking about project documents and process documents and has has um, Beryl done the UA team that she's supposed to and, oh, no, the stakeholders. That I get, but it's fine to inject some of your own personality into it with a sarcastic GIF or, a, you know what I mean, a, a, a yeah. running man that, you know, um, we were with Mark Balik always used to do. Yeah. But I think you can inject personality by doing that because if you don't, you're just typing on a keyboard, right? The same words as I could type. 
and me and you just became the same kind of people and that was a scary thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what we're saying here then, so are we saying that um, we need to start finding ways of having these informal chats, but it needs to be a cultural thing. Um, it also delves into the fact of showing yourself on camera, showing your personality, that might even encourage more informal chat as well. If you're seeing people face to face, you can see, you know, emotions and whatever else. Um, yeah, I, I think there are. I think my main thoughts are: lots of people now work from home. Yes, lots and lots more than I thought. Right. I think. We need, we need to step up the informal um, interaction for those that are working from home. Mm. We can do that using a variety of techniques and embracing, um, you know, Slack technology, emojis. I know it sounds silly, cameras. So there's a bunch of techniques that we can do to embrace that and, and create that environment. Yes. I think that's key, yep. coming back to my at-home analogy um, with yep. the, the, the table. So... We can embrace that, get that environment ready, but everyone needs to buy into it. I think I think that's the key. I think people need to go into it saying, okay, I'm all right. There'll be some people that don't care. There'll be some people that just go to work and just, just earn their nine to five and just go home. Yeah. And, that, and that's yeah. fine too. That's fine too. But for those who, um, the way I look at it, you, you're going to work most of your life. You may as well enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... So well, what do you what would you say to those who are like questioning whether they should do it? If you know what I mean, when when maybe culture is a bit more structured, professional, business speak, and do you know what you're thinking? Oh, wouldn't it be funny if I just added that emoji in or something? Oh, no, just that's way it. too informal just to do, do that. Just do it. Just do it regardless. Do it. That that would be my opinion. I I I think my thoughts are is if you're thinking and debating about it. Chances are everyone else is. Yes, oh, 100 percent. That's what, chances yeah. are everyone else is thinking it. And I would just stick two feet in and just do it. You yeah, can't be yourself. Yeah. yeah, you have to self-censor though. You can't go into a group chat where you know the CEO is chatting about I don't know bonus pay, whatever. I don't know. You can't just put in a sarcastic Homer Simpson. <laughs> sarcastic. You gift. have to self-censor. Um, but yeah. I, I would say just do it. It's, it's part of being, it's the same with LinkedIn, isn't it? Same with LinkedIn. Yeah. Like your, your, your company will perhaps post something on LinkedIn and then you can, um, you can repost that, right? So let, let, let's take this as an example. DXE, partner jar, post something on LinkedIn. You as a loyal employee should repost that or put some clever comments on that, right? Nine times out of ten, when people do that, they'll just repost it with no comments. Yeah, with no comments. And no, thinking, yeah. What I really want to put on there is my own personality. Yeah, maybe a slight bit of sarcasm. That's my personality. Yeah. But you yeah. will think to yourself, oh, no, that's against brand. I best not do that. I don't want to get hit yeah. on brand. How will you be perceived? Exactly. Yeah. And it's about your personal brand. So um, I would say it's the, it's the same thing about self-censoring. So LinkedIn, if you're going to repost something, do it. But do it in your own personality. If you've got something horrible to say, then just don't bother at all. But if if you want to add something to it, um, 
don't be afraid. And and I will. This is an interesting topic for me because I'm I'm going off on one. <laughs> but I will say this as well, right? That it is quite often is if you're reposting something on LinkedIn, there is a fear that oh, I don't want to put comments on because one, the branding police might moan at me, and two, someone will call me out telling I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, right? fear of being wrong. Yeah, happens all the time. Happened yeah. to me the other day. Um. Someone commented on a YouTube video I did. Um, whether I was wrong or not, it was up for debate. Um, but it didn't didn't bother me in the slightest. You know what I mean? It's like that's the whole point in this is to be collaborative and people to have their voice. So I yeah. would say if you're worried about putting something out there on, on your group chats or on LinkedIn or whatever and you're worried that someone's going to call you out for being wrong, they probably will, but I wouldn't care too much about it. It will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've enjoyed yeah. this. Can you tell Yeah, this is. Totally up your street, this one, isn't it? Um, oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, what time are we on? Should, should we be closing now? We're on, well, 36 minutes. <laughs> oh, should, should we go for another four minutes? What should we do? Yeah, another four minutes. Another four minutes. So <laughs> I guess here's, here's a question I have for you, though. Um, go on. Okay, so let's say so you have these kind of informal meetings mm-hmm. and it's embedded into the culture. And you have these certain slots that people just chat about stuff and they love it. It's brilliant. Um, do you feel that when people moved more to a working from home sort of atmosphere, that product- productivity probably did go up? Yeah. When you start to introduce more and more of these informal meetings, productivity is going to go back down to what it kind of was when you're back in the office. Um, would companies accept it? Do you think companies would generally be accepting? We think they should, of course be accepting of these informal meetings and things does this need to be sold to companies (laughs) i would suspect that wouldn't happen in 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 my view um so basically what you're saying is is yes for us introduce these informal conversations but is that going to have a negative impact on product productivity yeah essentially what we're saying right there are there has been many studies only recently in the uk where companies have gone down to four day weeks yeah so yeah. they've taken away time from people, and yet the productivity has either stayed the same or increased mm. because yeah. people are getting that better work-life balance. Um, I think, for me, it would be a case of embracing all the the kind of techniques, and there's more out there, um, you know, the, the the different structures you can put in place to enhance yeah. informal chats. Um, not be too red tape about it because that defeats the object. And and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think gone are the days where you're kind of counting hours. Like you know, I've worked seven point five hours today, therefore I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. life's a lot more flexible now in terms of your working hours. And it has to be working from home. Working from home. Yeah. You're telling me people work from home and they don't take their car for an MOT, right? Or they don't go and answer the door to a delivery yeah. driver because yeah. something else is going on. Um, that's another topic in it in, in its own right. You know, being disruptive in meetings because of life. Um, it happens, but it's how do you deal with it? Yeah. But I think, yeah, I I don't think I'm just my, again just my opinion backed up by no fact at all. But I don't think that productivity would would go down. Mm. Um. They always say, didn't they? Um, happy employees and well, I don't know what they say. 
But yeah. <laughs> say happy employees. Just saying that so <laughs> makes them more productive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, no, it's a good point. But I, uh, I don't know. These are just my opinions, to be honest. Yeah. 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 It's just knowing what balance to strike and what's acceptable. And I think a lot of people are just kind of hiding there in their. Um, what they're kind of used to and trying to figure it out in terms of what is acceptable. And maybe that's a point as well to kind of reach out to um, the organization that you work for to understanding what is their kind of policy or, or what are they expecting yeah. from you from home. And you'll probably be surprised to find out that they're going to be very pro mental health and, yeah. you know, for you to go out for a walk and it's okay before that's a bit of a taboo like oh you know just getting up in the middle of the day and going away this, for this half an hour we, what are you doing we all work differently now the, the the days of nine till five have gone out the window and i think yeah nine till five is a framework it's like it's like idle and it? it's a framework you work around nine to five's a framework i think that's gone out the window yeah. um and I think, you know, companies have obviously embraced people working from home and what that means. Um, so I don't, I, I think you're right. I don't think people are micromanaging um, employees' times anymore. So I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, like I said, I don't think having informal chats here and there. I mean, to be honest, if it got to the point, you're always going to have the select few that sit there and have informal chats all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was the same back when you were in the office anyway. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, you'll see them all the time. people that were out for eight fag breaks in an hour. Yeah. So I don't, <laughs> don't think much has changed. I used uh, to know someone who um, who didn't smoke, but instead of having a fag break, they'd just, um, they've got their yo-yo. <laughs> so they'll not... just go out with them, with the yo-yo, just, <laughs> <laughs> just, out the, just having chats, just so they can have the similar amount of breaks as they do. <laughs> this, this is... Um, just in case uh, anyone um, haven't listened to any of the podcasts before, but this is part of the reason you and I do this, isn't it, really? So we we do this this podcast to hopefully people get some value out of it, learn, maybe have a bit of a laugh, right? Yeah. But another part of the reason is 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 we do it so we can just have a chat. Yeah. Just, just yeah. generally just let loose, chat, whatever conversation we yeah. want to have. And and that's why sometimes it, we talk about running and we talk about me going to centre park through the week and your electric car and stuff because it's just yeah. all chat. So we've created, coming back to our topic, we've created the environment where that happens, right? Yes. Yep. We've created our informal. But nothing yeah. about this is formal. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, well. If if it was, we're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong. <laughs> right. We are coming up in forty-two minutes. Yes, we're, we're past the forty-minute mark. Did you want to sum up? Um, I can sum up very, very quickly. Right. Yeah. And the people work from home. That's a lot. Uh, employees and employers need to embrace more informal conversations, whether that's Slack channels, Teams channels, um, whatever, just to allow people that environment where they can chat about random stuff. Don't feel be afraid to inject your personality into conversations, even if it's uh, virtually, such as emojis and clapping hands yeah. and just and your personality. But self-censor, don't don't be stupid with it. Um, and I think I think in whole, when we do that, productivity will increase because relationships across the teams will increase. You know, I know if I know what your favourite Marvel film is, um, I'm more likely to come to you and chat to you and ask for advice than if I didn't really know you as a person. I'm using that as an illustration. So that's my yep. 
So I hope everyone that's listened to this has found it useful and it's still with us, even though we're 44 minutes in now. Um, I think if you've got any comments or um, uh, conversations or any topics you want us to discuss, drop us a line at talktotheduck at service-duck.com. I'm going to be going to select a setup like a calendar thing so people can drop in and have a coffee with me at some point. Um, we're going to do that. Do I want to make it work-related? I'm not sure, probably, but it's just going to be general chat. Don't expect anything formal, so I'm going to drop that in. So I'll try and put that in the description as well. So I think that's it, and it just remains us to say... I've been Russ. And I've been James. And this is Service Ducks. That's all for today's podcast. Thank you for listening, and if you want to get your question answered by the Service Ducks, get in touch through Talk to the Duck at service-ducks.com or just use one of the links below.